Welcome, guys, to the Recovering Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Fredrickson. I'm glad you've joined us on the fastest growing recovery podcast out. Hey, make sure you subscribe on whichever platform you are connecting with us through as we are on multiple platforms. And hey, if you guys are looking for more resources to help you live out the best recovery possible, I'd encourage you to to check out the website at recoveringreality.com. Sign up for the email list. You're going to get access to free content, videos, our blogs, of course, the podcasts and online courses that we have as well to empower you and countless other people to live into the healthiest and most powerful recovery possible. Thanks for joining us, guys. Enjoy the podcast. So I'm excited. I'm excited too today to cover a simple, simple but profound, uh, simple but often complicated topic with you. I want to do everything I can to simplify it for you because it's a really, really big deal for anybody in life period. So I've been doing life coaching for five years now and working with people in recovery for even longer. And I've worked with quite a few people. It's just, it's not recovery. Um, I've worked with people in professional athletics and government, religion, different, different places. And now it is um, primarily people in recovery, but there's a lot of people in recovery. I mean, did you know that there's on average one out of every 10 Americans is in recovery from some sort of addiction. I was kind of surprised by that. I mean, that's literally tens of millions of people in this country um, are in recovery some, from some sort of addiction, which is absolutely awesome. And this principle right here applies across the board, period. This applies to everything. And I want to talk about the importance of our thoughts and how it's our thoughts that steer our words and actions. Okay, and this won't be the this won't be the last time, but I want to break it down in its simplest form um, and give some some pointers. Um, I do have a, I have an ebook coming out where I'm going to go over a lot more detail and a lot more practical application, and um, and another course that uh, is coming out after that in the next couple of, eh, two three months. It'll all be locked in and out and available for people, but it's simple, it's practical, and when uh, the principles are applied, radical transformation takes place. That is the evidence. And as I've gone over another podcast, I don't know about you, but I'm concerned with what works, period. And if I'm going to be honest, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff in the world of recovery that is that doesn't work. And I think the evidence of how many people are getting clean and sober proves that. The numbers are so low, it's, it's staggering. I mean, it's like single digits. How many people that have really struggled with addiction actually get clean and sober? That's people that are going to treatment, meetings, so on and so forth. Now, quick quick side note. When Alcoholics Anonymous first launched, and even into the, it was like the 50s, early 60s, they were, they were seeing like 60% success rate, people that get clean and sober forever and stay clean and sober. Those numbers have dropped down to like, single digits of the amount of people that actually go in um, and stay and get clean and sober for for good something changed because the text is still the exact same the steps are still the exact same but something clearly has changed and I am an advocate for the 12 steps I worked them early on and my first year meetings was all I did it was extremely beneficial and I recommend it to anybody but there comes a point when you you need to move past. It even says in the AA Big Book that it's spiritual kindergarten. 
Why would I want to stay in kindergarten when we're talking about my life lived and the destiny and legacy through my life that I want to leave my imprint on the world and how many people I want to help? Why would I stay locked into spiritual kindergarten? That doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me 100% in your first year or so. Absolutely. I think it's extremely needed but there comes to a point where moving past that you got to change the way you think there needs to be a different approach there needs to be step out and take some more challenge and risks and assess mindsets and renew them and there needs to be a place where it's like okay this isn't fulfilling all of my spiritual growth and there's more and I need to step into it um, I just find myself connecting with more and more people right in that spot They've gotten a little recovery under their belt. They've, they've done some work to, to do some change. And see, there's this trap, this spiritual trap that people think that maintaining, staying in the same place spiritually is possible, like just plateauing and maintaining it. But it's a trap because you're going forward or backward. There's no middle ground of just, I'm just going to hang out right here and get comfortable. You're going backward or forward, maybe slow, we may not exactly know and understand it all and have clarity into what's happening, but we're progressing or we're digressing. And for constant progress, there needs to be a constant place of challenging myself and refusing to just get comfortable. A place of just sitting back and just being comfortable and just kind of, I figured it all out, I'm good. That's the spot right there where I've seen that's where the relapse started for so many people. And some people it didn't take, it, it took a year or two before the relapse, relapse actually happened some people it took a week or two but that place of okay i figured out how to just kind of maintain things and float along here that's the place where i see so many people slip away and i feel like it comes somewhere in that second year of recovery after your first year and there's just there comes a place where we step out and we learn to grow more and become strengthen our character take more responsibility more integrity or we just kind of say, well, I just didn't get high and drunk today. I'm, everything's good. And I hear that a lot from people. You know, if I could just stay clean and sober the rest of my life, I, I win. And I'm like, yeah, early on, especially, yes. Um, uh, yeah, someone that's really gone to the depths of hell with their addiction, yes, uh, absolutely. But there comes a place where I feel like people use that as an excuse to just continue to, as an excuse to not confront their bad behaviors, as an excuse to not want to grow and, you know, ah, well, you know, I'm still, can we just be real? I'm still addicted to pornography. I've cheated on my wife. I have a gambling thing. I, um, I have this spending money problem, overeating problem. Can we just be real? Because, okay, so drinking... A uh, half gallon of vodka every two days I would say it's probably better that there's just a little bit of an eating problem that's def like let's put it in context awesome. yes okay absolutely but when does it come down to no I'm not gonna be okay with issues in my life whatever they are period I'm going to confront them and I'm going to grow I can say very humbly and very honestly and this is a testimony of what God has done in my life I was addicted to drugs alcohol, pornography, cigarettes, women. I could go on. I could continue. It's all 100% gone from my... I used to weigh 280 pounds. I'm like 215 now. It's almost 6'3". So 
And some people think that's bragging. No, it's not. That's confidently saying, first of all, look what God has done in my life. And he'll do the exact same thing for anybody listening. And second of all, I'm willing to participate in the growth and step into things that might be uncomfortable so I can get past them and live even healthier. And it just provokes me when I hear people in recovery and they just, there's certain language and phrases that we use that just, I feel like oftentimes they're just an excuse to remain sick in some way, but I'm not doing drugs and alcohol. I'm not higher drunk. First of all, that is awesome, and I really mean it because I watched over 30 of my friends die. I should have died. I lived in it for 13 years. I get it, and that is awesome. Past that, why would we want to come up with some sort of excuse to stay sick in other areas? Why would we want to plateau? Why wouldn't we want to live into the fullness of our identity, fullest identity possible, potential, and destiny in living the healthiest life possible and helping as many people in the process? Why, why would we not want that? So, a little bit of a tangent, but not really, it all ties in. I, was, I wanna go over this for just a little bit, five, 10 minutes maybe, that might mean a little longer for me, but we aren't always aware that our belief system is what steers our life, okay? and. We come into agreement with sayings, principles, and beliefs in our mind, and we don't realize that that produces, uh, let's put it an analogy like this. When a principle, someone teaches me a principle, it goes into my mind like a seed, okay? My agreement with it waters it. Once it's been agreed with, Thou, now, thou, that, <laughs> that now becomes a belief system and I'm functioning out of that belief system. And so I tell people, listen, this is what I go over with when, when it comes to coaching. Let's get to the core of your belief system. And because if there's an action, a certain area of your life where actions are being produced that you don't like, you could just try and work really hard and hop on a hamster wheel and just try and fight the actions and never really bring transformation about. Or you could get to the thinking that is causing it, change the belief system, and it will change the fuel and your actions will line up with it and it will be much easier to change. Or we could just tire ourselves out, hop on the hamster wheel, keep the bad thinking, and just tire ourselves out trying to change, not realizing the full change is never gonna happen until the thinking changes. So I tell people, the simplest way that I am always praying, I'm always writing stuff, I always wanna have simpler, more, um, I always wanna have language that's more easily understood. I wanna be able to explain and express the points in the simplest way possible. And one of the ones that I've come up with thus far, and I, I've locked hold of this, is, is this. Your mind is your spiritual stomach. What it is you agree with in your mind will be digested through your words and actions. So if I've come into agreement, to stay in the same vein of analogy and recovery and growth, if I've come into agreement with this thinking, well, if I just can stay clean and sober today, everything is good. 
And that to me, what that looks like when we're continuing multiple years, months, years into recovery, what I, I feel like that mindset can produce is it's a cop out and it's a it's it's a big cover up for me to just stay sick in some areas, but just say, well, I'm not drinking and doing drugs. So I'm, it's today's a win. First of all, yes. OK, when you really have addiction. So let's put it in context. Yes. Secondly, not exactly. So we want to progress for the course of our life in recovery. We got to we got to challenge some areas of thinking we've come into agreement with and change them because our mind, our thinking steers our actions. Our mind is our spiritual stomach. And what it is I agree with in my thinking will it can't not it will be digested through my words and actions. So the core values need to shift. The belief system needs to be addressed. And I, there's so many things in my intention is not to point out the problem. My intention is to point out areas that have helped people to a certain point, but then they plateau until they change their thinking surrounding that area. So there comes a point, months, a year. I feel like that's a real significant window for a lot of people. There comes a point right there in that window where it's like, you need to start truly assessing your core belief system. And you need to start writing down putting on paper, going over, being really honest, what it is you agree with in your mind, because that is steering the course of, that is steering your next one year and five to 10 years. If you look at it like this, I'm giving you guys a whole bunch of good stuff. I go over this with clients. Obviously when I'm going over with clients, I break into the real practical of actually how to do it. Okay. What you're getting is the overall arching perspective and principle here. Okay. If you take the bearing on a compass, okay, and so, so the, the compass is at due north, straight due north, okay, and you've been heading in this direction for a while, and it's really not producing what it is you want in your life, the results you really want, okay, course direction change of two degrees, when you get 10 feet, when it's just changed two degrees, so it's just shifted over tiny to the right. Okay, the bearing on the compass. When you get 10 feet down the road, there's really no difference. When you get 100 feet, there's no difference. When you get a mile, you might be a little bit off to the, you know, 10 feet over to the right or something. You get 10 miles down the road, you get 10 years down the road, you're in an entirely different country or drowning in the ocean. When we shift our thinking, it's the course direction, it's the, sh the shift in course on the compass, and it puts us on a different course to experience the results we really do want. So I encourage you, if you would look at certain areas of your life that are not producing the results that you want, you can fight and tire yourself out forever by just trying to fight the action, or you can get to the core belief system, change it, agree with something new, with your higher power God empowering you in a higher way to do it, and change the direction your life is heading in, in an entirely new, fantastic and beautiful way. I speak from experience. I've been addicted to everything under the sun. <laughs> I tried to do it on my own. It just produced more failure. I partnered with God, did the uncomfortable work, and continued to as I walk forward, and it has produced 
completely different results in my life. It's available for any single person. The rooms of AA treatment centers, they do good, they serve a purpose, they're, they're beneficial, they change people's lives, settlement, yes, yes, yes. But after that is where the real work starts and that's us getting honest with ourselves and facing things that need to be faced so we can truly live on the other side, which is an even more freedom and ability to respond to life and maturity. So hopefully this just um, gets some of your wheels spinning in a different direction and the patterns of thinking going in a different direction that there's hope, no matter what the problem is you're facing, okay? There's hope to change it. There's way more hope than most people think, but you gotta get honest. You gotta get with somebody that's walked the course, walked the trail before you. If I'm trying to get somewhere, a map helps, absolutely. But a map and somebody that's been there before you, now you're literally set up, you can't fail. Get some help. Get to the core belief system. Change the way you think, it'll change the way you're going. Your mind is your spiritual stomach. What it is you agree with in your thinking will be digested through your words and actions. So I'll just leave you with that much today. You guys can do this. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not going to change the channel on this. I'm not okay with just, well, I just, as long as I just don't get high and drunk today, everything's good. Yes, I agree with that. And that is awesome and true for people that have been through the hell of addiction. But there's so much more. And we don't want to use that as a cop-out to stop our growth and course that we're on to impact the world in a positive way. So you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Share this with friends, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. If, if you're not already at recovering underscore reality, um, there's a whole bunch of new stuff we're going to be releasing soon. I'm really excited about it. A brand new website an ebook and another course as well. Um, it's awesome. Um, I love working with the people that I work with and I'm going to continue doing that because I just, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching people succeed and change their lives and step into destiny. Contact me if you're interested. Contact info is in the podcast and through Instagram or my web, current website, which will be changing soon. I'll give everyone the heads up on that and we'll connect with you guys soon. Hope you're having a wonderful day.